With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Make sure to go to TimCast.com. Click join us and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do. And you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from TimCast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. I'm not one to normally opine on stories like this to a certain degree. Obviously, when there's a mass tragedy, we, we typically cover it to a certain degree. But now we're seeing something uh, I didn't expect to see. For those that don't know, I'm assuming most of you do, Last uh, yesterday, a transgender person, a biological female who uh, wanted to be male, took up several weapons shot her way into a church and school, killed three nine-year-old children and three faculty members. And we now, we're, we're getting more and more information as to the motivation and to uh, uh, other uh, um, videos coming out about what happened. Now, I'm surprised the police have released the videos that they did because it shows this person shooting into the building, it actually showed gunfire. They didn't show anyone dying or anything like that. We now have final text messages sent by this individual. Now, the reason why I felt like it's, it's, it's important to go over this to a greater degree than uh, we may typically here at TimCast is that we are seeing a response from the left that is sympathetic to the perpetrator. We are seeing liberal commentators gloat and mock those who died. And we are seeing evidence that for a long time now, the left has been advocating for and preparing for just this. That is to say, it seems like to a certain degree, this is politically planned. There have been flyers circulating for a trans day of rage, numerous outlets arguing for trans people to be angry and advocacy for trans people to get guns, raise their weapons and start fighting. When all of these things come together, you have a combination of a tolerant media that advocates for this rage, an activist based advocating for these individuals to take up weapons. And then you get what happened yesterday. Now I'm all in favor of people having the right, people having the right to keep and bear arms. And now we're seeing something interesting. A question that I posed a while back, should a mental illness or a mental disorder, I believe it's a disorder, preclude someone from keeping and bearing arms? Most people said no, because who determines? Well, I, I altered the question a little bit as of yesterday and said, if an individual has a mental disorder with a high rate associated with a high rate of self-harm, should they be barred from owning a gun? And overwhelmingly, people said yes. And that's a challenge because the Second Amendment does not say that. However, if there is due process, then you can actually have your uh, uh, rights. In a sense, I don't know what the right way to phrase it is curtailed, meaning when you go to prison, it's because due process is determined that you are no longer uh, you, you no longer have a right to be free if you seek to uh, harm other people. Some of the messages 
that uh, have been posted are, are rather shocking. David Pakman, effectively, uh, basically gloating. He's a liberal commentator, gloating. But let's go over the latest details. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to say it. This was political. It was an act of terror. The individual who perpetrated it said, one day you will understand. Meaning there is a political and ideological motivation behind targeting three nine-year-old children. And of course, now we have Newsweek, which is, uh, I don't know, is a threat? Maybe a threat. Let me see if I have the, 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 the tweet here. I don't, think, I don't think I have the tweet pulled up, actually. They changed the headline. Newsweek says, Tennessee Republicans ban on drag shows criticized after mass shooting. I might have the tweet here uh, somewhere, but let's read the, the first story from the New York Post. Nashville school shooter Aubrey Hale sent a friend a chilling suicide note minutes before slaughtering three children and three adults, writing, I'm planning to die today. Hale, 28, messaged Avariana Patton, her former middle school basketball teammate, on Instagram at 9.57 a.m. Monday, News Channel 5 reported. So basically, that post I made on here about you, that was basically a suicide note I'm planning to die today, Hale wrote, using the name Aiden, according to messages Patton gave the outlet. Now, one thing I really do find interesting is that they're, they're, they're misgendering this individual with, um, without question, without, with, with absolutely without question. They just, uh, this one time, they don't care. Let me see if I can, uh, so apparently that's not, let me see if I can reload this. I'm going to have to uh, implement an uh, image blur. They're, they're, they're misgendering this individual. They're saying it's a woman. They're not saying trans person. They're just outright ignoring the fact that this seems to be a principal motivation. This is not a joke, wrote Hale. You'll probably hear about me on the news after I die. This is my last goodbye. I love you. See you again in another life. Audrey, Patton replied, you have so much to live, uh, so much life to live. Now, this, this uh, uh, Averiana apparently called the police and told them about this. And the police did not respond for hours. And if they had, this probably would not have happened. So there's an image of the messages. In response, Hale wrote, I know, but I don't want to live. I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to upset you or get attention. I just need to die. I wanted to tell you first because you're the most beautiful person I've ever known in my life. She says, my family doesn't know what I'm about to do. One day this will make more sense. I've left more than enough evidence behind, but something bad is about to happen. So the Metro Nashville PD has uh, uh, posted some images and a video. Uh, I'm rather su- I'm, I'm, I'm surprised they actually did. And then we have we have, we have this uh, interesting phenomenon. Newsweek, Tennessee Republicans ban on drag shows criticized after mass shooting. Excuse me. You're you're. So you're saying that groomers targeting children, sexualizing them, and these medical surgeries on minors being banned resulted in a terrorist shooting up a school and church, killing three nine-year-olds as well as three faculty members. And the news is is criticizing their law. Let's let's, let's try it another way. Let's say there is... um, group of people who are selling booze to children. And so we say we're going to make it illegal to sell booze to children. So that group then gets a bunch of guns and shoots a bunch of kids. Why would you then say we must criticize the law banning the sale of alcohol to children? No, you'd say these people are psychotic. 
It was probably right to ban these things. The celebration of this ideology exemplified by Newsweek and so much more. Jack Posobiec posted this. Trans community activist posted this two days ago. It is a trans flag that says nobody is coming to save us. Siblings, pick up your weapons. And we have this. Will Chamberlain posts a Teen Vogue article. March 31st, 2021 on Transgender Day of Visibility. It's time to st- it's time to finally stop policing trans rage. They say when Grimm started taking hormones as a teenager, he says people used his testosterone as a scapegoat anytime he lost his cool, claiming that testosterone was causing his outbursts rather than legitimate feelings. It would piss me off like nothing else in the world because here's this life saving medication. And dare you say that my emotional dysregulation could have anything to do with that? Well, it does. Testosterone makes you more aggressive. Guys grow up with it. But for someone who's, I mean, look, guys grow up with testosterone and they're yelled at for behaving certain ways. You take someone who's not been exposed to this degree of testosterone, you pump them full of it and they get angry. The Simpsons had a joke about it. I think it was Martin was like, they've put me on testosterone and now I just want to fight everybody. Yes, that's that's what it does. It increases aggression. Now, the interesting thing here that we can see in these stories is that we know there's SSRIs, there's uh, these 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 pharmaceuticals and hormones being pumped into young people, and it's going to increase instability, mental instability. They are telling people in the media that trans people are being threatened, that people are trying to kill them. It's the rhetoric of the left. When you say something like, there should not be sex shows for children. They say that's genocide. I'm not exaggerating. They post this online. So what would happen if someone truly believed that was happening? You get this. And that's the scary reality of what's going on. Tucker Carlson talked about it and he got criticized for it. LGB, uh, LGBTQ Nation writes, Tucker Carlson is afraid gun-toting trans people will start political violence. Quote, they want to be able to commit it and they want you defenseless so you can't fight back. Friday, March 24th, 2023, this was written. And only a few days later, Tucker Carlson was unfortunately proven correct. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a scary reality of where we are. Fox News host Tucker Carlson has claimed that NPR is overhyping anti-transgender violence to encourage the trans community to arm themselves with military-grade weapons. As proof, he pointed to a recent NPR segment about Rainbow Reload, an LGBTQ plus gun club based in New Hampshire. The segment mentioned how mass shootings targeting LGBTQ spaces and a rise in anti-trans rhetoric have inspired some queer people to take up arms. Carlson considers this hypocritical because he believes NPR is solidly anti-gun. Tom Fitton tweets, a leftist professor at Wayne State University in Michigan has been suspended with pay after publishing a Facebook post calling for the murder 
of conservative campus speakers. I don't think I can show you what he said. He directly, directly says to do things. He, he, he directly tells people this is where we are. I wonder, is this just another blip? Is this just static? Is this just noise? Or have I unfortunately been right? The political factions rhetoric is increasingly getting more and more dangerous, namely on the left. Liberals are gloating and celebrating. I have this archive from David Pakman. I can only see as, the, as the, there's an increase in callousness, anger, and calls to violence that things like this will escalate. I don't want them to. I want to mind my own business. I don't like the idea of having to, uh, having to be armed. But that's the nature of reality. Now, for me, living out in a rural area, oh, you're armed not just because you're worried about people, though people can be dangerous. I'm actually substantially less worried about people than I am wild animals, you know. So, you know, coyotes and the chickens and things like that. We had a bear come by here a couple times, which is shocking because must have been starving. The deer are looking fairly gaunt, but uh, the deer are looking better these days. Hopefully the animals don't become desperate, but a bear tried to break into our first chicken coop. And I don't know what you do about a bear because, I mean, we got some some weapons, but woof, it's a big bear. It was a it was a big feller. Don't know exactly how big. I, I, not, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what kind of bears we got out here. I think it was a, maybe a black bear or something, which is scary because those things can be, can be vicious. But to come on to our property, which is, you know, blacktop asphalt and concrete out of the out of the woods, it must have been hungry. It must have been been desperate. Tried ripping, ripping it open. It couldn't do it because we secured it pretty well. I'm glad the chicken survived. That's what I'm more worried about. That being said, with the increasing political attacks, the idea that someone would go into this Christian school and just shoot it up. You know, it's an, it's, it's, I'll, I'll say this. It's possible this manifesto comes out and it's not completely political because this was a targeted attack. This was this individual went to that school. So it's entirely possible that information emerges where the student says something like that the teacher slapped my wrist or something. They were abusing kids. I believe it is probably more likely it has to do with religious indoctrination because that's what we're seeing them tweet. We're saying we're seeing these people on the left tweet that the schools are are indoctrinating kids with this religious stuff. The funny thing is, that's actually what's happened to them completely. Here's what David Pakman said. Very surprising that there would be a mass shooting at a Christian school given the lack of prayer is often blamed for these horrible events. Is it possible they weren't praying enough or correctly despite being a Christian school? No one ever claimed that lack of prayer is what's causing mass shootings. Now, okay, I'm being hyperbolic. I'm saying typically that's not what people are saying. When a shooting, a tragedy happens, people are saying thoughts and prayers. I am keeping you in my thoughts and in my prayers. They are saying, that I am, am, am worried for you, I care for you, and I am, I am think, I'm wishing you well and good things. I'm hoping for you the best. That's it. And the left is mad because they're like, we got to ban guns. But banning guns doesn't change anything. Just the other day, there was a story, I, think, I can't remember, was it Australia maybe? Uh, or where, I, can't, I don't know where, a guy took a knife and went on a stabbing rampage killing people in a school. And they couldn't stop him until the police came with a gun, just like here. One person responded, I see the point, sir, but this tweet isn't really appropriate. And he said, is it more or less appropriate than Republicans offering prayers and nothing else every time there is a shooting? 
No, they offer, they offer more than that. They offer mental health screenings. They offer arming teachers and providing armed security at these schools. The problem is the left intentionally blockades these things because there's only there's only one thing they want and there's one thing they know they can never get, which means the problem never gets solved. And that is to ban guns. You can't. You can't ban guns. The Second Amendment exists. So they try and do things like banning. Here's what happens. The Democrats will be like, we're going to ban extended magazines, anything more than and then they insert a ridiculously low number, which is not an extended magazine. We're going to ban anything with more with 10 rounds. You don't need it, which is low, low capacity. Very, very low 10 rounds. Like I got a shotgun that holds more than that. And um, typically when you buy a rifle, it can hold 30. Even Glocks, the, 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 the gun used by police holds 17. But the point is they know their demands are outrageous, likely will accomplish nothing because they want the problems to persist so they can campaign on them. Because we could solve these problems overnight. Mental health screenings. Um, that's a big one. Uh, I don't know exactly how you, you gotta be, we got to be careful with that because one of the issues is, you know, the government just making claims about someone's mental health to deny them their right to keep and bear arms. So ultimately, the solution seems to be more guns, not less. The solution seems to be people having the ability to defend themselves from psychopaths like this. It's, a, it's really amazing. One person said, dude, come on, I'm lib, and this is cringe to me. It doesn't seem like a, th- a thought a bright man would have. You mock the faith of slain children. Ultimately, uh, David Pacman did delete this tweet. He, he, t- he took it down. Look, it's no, it, it's no secret that I think we are either in or heading towards a civil war. Jane Fonda, this is from uh, Lauren Witzke. Jane Fonda and The View supported the idea of murdering Christian pro-lifers this month. They giggled like the wretched hyenas they are. Now that they have blood on their hands, do you think they will hear apologies? Jane Fonda called for murder of pro-life individuals, and they all chuckled and said, no, 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 she's joking. She's joking. And then she rolls her eyes and then looks down. She wasn't joking. She wasn't. If she was joking, she'd be like, okay, okay. No, she looks disappointed. Let me let me show you. I mean, I, I don't want to play it because she probably, I, I, I'm not gonna... because I think, you know, YouTube will will have a negative reaction. But she outright says it. They're all shocked. They laugh. Ha ha. She's joking. And then she makes this face. That's the face she made when they were like, she's just joking, right? She looks at them and then she looks down and she looks disappointed. She's almost frowning. She's serious. These people are serious. Man, there's so much more. Michael O'Fallon tweeted this. Groups such as Rainbow Reload and other LGBTQ communities have experienced a tremendous surge in gun purchases and firearms training over the last three years. The spike has been caused in part by the rhetoric within their communities that Christian nationalists in the far right will be coming for their rights and their jobs. Meanwhile, conservative Christian affinity groups have been inflamed by increasingly violent rhetoric, replacing Here I Am Lord Send Me with Deus Wult. The fracturing of America, America by divisive rhetoric and propaganda is now in fifth gear, both ends will be played against the middle. Welcome to the effects of the long strategized big sort. Violence and retribution will now come from identity groups not normally associated with violent actions. Discussion will cease. Blame and rhetoric will increase. The Christian community resisted the siren song allure of giving the Balkanizers drag queen Floyd. What most didn't realize 
is that the same sort of they come in to get you rhetoric is being poured into siloed LGBTQ plus communities. At the same time, the propaganda is being poured into Christian communities. So might I suggest stepping back a few steps and realizing what is being done to all of us? Yeah, I get it. But stepping back means nothing. What you have is algorithmic hyperpolarization and radicalization. And I've been talking about this for five or six years. And I have said exactly this. This is what is going to happen. You are now going to have Christians saying we are under attack. We're being targeted. But you are and you have been. And it's not a good thing. I don't want it to be the case, but I'm not going to lie. They've insisted, insistently, consistently gone after churches. Look at the lockdowns. They shut down churches in violation of the First Amendment. Yes, there is a political faction that despises you. And there's, there's no magic button to make people not be at odds with each other. Here is my prediction. Before social media, before 2011, people whose worldview was was solidified tend to be in agreement for the most part. So here's here's the way I describe it. Let's say at the top, you have maximum life expectancy. And at the bottom, you have minimal uh, early, early, early age, children, babies, etc. Near the top, in the top third, you have Gen Xers and up. They have a cohesive worldview despite disagreeing with each other. They are not fighting for the most part. Some are. As you get down into the millennial bracket, the bifurcation starts becoming more and more pronounced. At the earliest ages at the bottom, there is a distinct bifurcation. Children will be raised on traditional American conservative and freedom values. And on the left, it is hyper radicalized far left extremism. As those two groups age, the bifurcation becomes more and more dominant. You see what I'm saying? Gen X and and boomers and up tend to have a shared shared worldview and aren't fighting with each other. But as you move down, the bifurcation starts to become more and more distinct. When boomers and Gen Xers age out, pass on, and you have elder millennials, you are going to have overt and outright ideological civil war. It is already happening because you are seeing millennials start to take over the workforce. Now we are starting to see, as they do in their hyper-radicalization, things like Bandcamp, for instance, banned us outright, removed our music, despite the fact our music is not overtly political. One song is a story about a revolution. No, one's, no, no proper nouns, no insults, no swearing, no calling out any individual groups, nothing overt. Genocide is just basically anti-war, an anti-war song. And then, of course, Only Ever Wanted was just a love song. We put out a new song, by the way, Bright Eyes. And this song, for those that haven't figured it out, is about not ending your own life. It's about uh, uh, things getting better. Not political. They deleted us outright. And that seems to make no sense. It's one thing if they came out and said, look, you did these things that violate our rules. That's the boomer response. That's the Gen Xer response. Gen Xers and boomers have been the people who have been like, dude, you, you can't say these things. They're shocking. I'm sorry. The millennial and below hyper-radicalized response is, I hate you. I don't care what you do. I'm removing you from my platform. That's why I'm saying that as time goes on, we will start to see an escalation in debanking. Understand this. The banks right now are being run by Gen Xers and boomers. But millennials are slowly taking over. I'm 
37. That means we are now taking over the top slots. When these people are at the top of industry in their sectors, they will remove you from the economy. That's why we need a parallel economy now. We need it yesterday. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because they will shut down your bank account. They will take your food. They're going to say, you can't shop here. You're not welcome. I don't care if you broke any rules or otherwise, you are out. It's a cult, a fractured worldview of nonsense. And it's going to keep getting crazier. Right now, the left can only seem to just call for gun control. Me, I'm concerned about mental health once again. This person's clearly unwell, suffering a a, a DSM-5 mental disorder. And this is where we end up. I'll leave it there. There's a lot more to cover in this story. Next video is coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. I want you all to think back to what happened after Jesse Smollett faked a hate crime, a hate crime that was so obviously fake. Everybody called it out. Now, some people were rather cautious, like this does not sound real. That a couple of guys at two in the morning in freezing weather in Chicago in an area where no one lives attacked Jesse Smollett while yelling, this is MAGA country. Yet, what did we see from the media? They said, this is, this is indicative of the culture of this country and how bad things are getting. Elliot Page, at the time, Ellen Page, goes on TV. What is happening? Yelling. Oh, what a world. I think it was Big Bang Theory. Did this big group photo. And it was all fake. Now take a look at what the media is doing in response to what happened in Nashville. A psychotic individual, a far left extremist, shot three nine-year-old children and three faculty members. From the New York Post, NBC freelance reporter ripped for linking Nashville shooting to Ben Shapiro and the Daily Wire. Man, I just can't. This is crazy. And it's more than this. The New York Times, USA Today, other outlets are all, all, oops, we shouldn't misgender this individual. Cult members work in media. And what we're seeing from some of them is they're gloating. Let me show you some of how the media has responded. Here's the New York Post. A freelancer for NBC News was blasted over a since-deleted tweet in which he appears to link the mass shooting at a Christian school in Nashville with the conservative media outlet, The Daily Wire, and star commentators Ben Shapiro and Matt Walsh. Benjamin Ryan, a health and science reporter whose bylines also have appeared in The New York Times, Reuters, The Washington Post, and other outlets, posted a tweet on Monday in the aftermath of the shooting that left six people dead, among them three children, at Covenant School in Nashville. The shooter, who was identified as a transgender woman, uh, this is, you know what, man? Trans man, New York Post, this is wrong. It was, this is the confusing thing. 
I was recently talking to some dudes. Uh, they brought up sports and all this stuff. And uh, surprise, surprise, it was at a poker table. I had to try to explain to someone who was clearly offended that a transgender female is a trans man and a transgender male is a trans woman. It is almost inten- I, would, I would imagine it's intentionally confusing. Audrey Elizabeth Hale, a woman, a female, wanted to be a man, wanted to be male. So technically, you can argue transgender woman means it was a woman, biologically female, who was transgender. You see how that makes sense? But it's confusing because typically trans woman refers to a biological male. Anyway, I digress. Ryan appears to imply in his tweet that Hale, a Nashville resident, was motivated to carry out the mass shooting due to the fact that the city is also where the Daily Wire is headquartered. NBC has ID'd. Well, here's here's the tweet. NBC has ID'd the Nashville school shooter as Audrey Hale, 28, who identifies as transgender and had no previous criminal record. Nashville is home to the Daily Wire, a hub of anti-trans activity by Matt Walsh blog, Ben Shapiro and Michael J. Knowles. This is how the media responds when a Christian school is targeted in an act of terrorism. They attack. Man. It's amazing. Ryan then deleted the tweet in response to backlash. One Twitter user wrote, six dead plus the shooter, but this is how they cover it. Their agenda is so freaking transparent. Another wrote sarcastically, NBC News, you people only hire the best. One Twitter user called Ryan a gay activist masquerading as a journalist. Another Twitter user denounced Ryan as an absolute ghoul. The Post has reached out to NBC News and Ryan seeking comment. The Daily Wire has also been contacted for a reaction. Here we are from the Post Millennial. USA Today accuses Nashville police of misgendering trans school shooter who killed six people, including three children. That's right, misgendering. That's their concern. Here we have people who are suffering from a DSM-5 listed mental disorder. uh, They're being given medications, typically antidepressants, hormone treatments, and I believe this, this chemical cocktail is causing severe mental crises. We see it with a lot of other shooters, too, these drugs. USA Today accuses the Metropolitan Nashville Police Department of misgendering the woman who shot and killed six, including three children, at the Covenant Private School on Monday. The individual who has identified police, we, we, we know this, used he, him pronouns. Police said that Hale was a woman throughout their reports, but said during the press conference on Monday that she identified as trans. USA Today wrote in a tweet, Police on Monday afternoon said that the shooter was a transgender man. Officials had initially misidentified the gender of the shooter. The tweet led to some criticism. Filmmaker Robbie Starbuck responded to the tweet. Hey, USA Today, none of us in Tennessee could give a damn if the mass child killer got misgendered. Police did a great job today and they didn't misgender her. She was born a girl and she died an evil, mentally ill woman. You should be ashamed doing this as families grieve. This is the tweet. From USA Today, it's shocking. Another user said, I don't give an ish about your pronouns. If you shoot up a school, you're a psychopath. If you hurt people, full stop. Libby Emmons of the Post says it's not the children killed that triggered USA Today. It's the suspect's delusion was not upheld by the police. And there's more, of course. There's there's many more. CBS News tweets 
Update. Police identified the suspect as a 28-year-old Aubrey Hale. I'm sorry, Audrey Hale, who they uh, uh, who, who they shot and killed at the scene. CBS News is still working to confirm Hale's gender identity. Matt Walsh says the police confirmed that the suspect was 28 years old, named Audrey Hale, and identified as trans. CBS takes them at their word on the first two points, but doesn't want to accept the third point. I wonder why. Here's what I see. Matt Walsh, Michael Knowles, Ben Shapiro, The Daily Wire, they, they're in Nashville, and they their messaging helped lobby for the banning of child sex change surgeries and medication. This, I believe, resulted in far left extremists, instead of taking the political approach as The Daily Wire does, as democracy dictates, took the violent extremist murderer, murderous approach, as many of these far leftists often do. The, the uh, Spokane ICE facility, a far left extremist who said, I am Antifa, went and firebombed it and shot at cops. He was killed. You had a man in Portland, Aaron Danielson, shot and killed by far left extremists, a man who had a Black Lives Matter tattoo on his neck. Georgia, down in Atlanta, 150 far left extremists firebombing houses, vehicles, breaking into government facilities. One of the people charged was a Southern Poverty Law Center attorney. The extremists are not playing the same game as you. They have allies in media, in finance, in politics. Now, regular people still reject this, which is why they have to tread carefully. But you can see it in the narrative. The corporate press should be coming out attacking the psychotic ideology of this individual as they normally would. Ah, but you see, psychologically, they're on the side of this individual. On March 7th, the Ezra Klein show, the New York Times, if you read the GOP's anti-trans policies, you'll see what it really wants. Twitter supported this. Facebook supported this. Now, you want to talk about white supremacy and white nationalism? Well, guess what? These platforms banned all of that. But I will personally hold Jack Dorsey, Vigigate, responsible for singling out one group of people for special privileges, special privileges, because I said it back then and I'll say it now on the show on Joe Rogan. I said, why are you giving one group preferential treatment? And they said, because of their high rate of self-harm. Body dysmorphic people have a high rate of self-harm. Dentists have a high rate of self-harm. Police officers have a high rate of self-harm. We don't want anyone to hurt themselves. Why are you giving preferential treatment to this one group? They didn't have an answer. Not a legitimate one anyway. And we can see now what happens. What we are witnessing, in my opinion, young people who are confused are being, you get these teachers and they'll go to a young boy and a young girl. And there's a video I have. I don't know if I have it pulled up, actually. I might. <clears throat> I don't have it pulled up right here. They go to these children. And they say things like, we don't know if you're a boy or a girl. That's for you to decide. These kids become confused and get older. Then when they're like, I don't know what a boy or a girl is, they get a doctor who says, maybe we should put you on puberty blockers until you can figure it out. These kids are being put on hormonal treatments, which affects mental development. 
They're then getting depressed because they don't understand what's going on and why they don't fit in and why they feel bad. They're then being given drugs. We see it with so many detransitioners who are saying this was wrong. I was lied to. I was tricked. It's horrifying what's happening. Some people have compared it to the modern day lobotomy. The fact that they sterilize children like Jazz Jennings. Jazz Jennings is an adult human being at this point, but Jazz is sterile, completely sterile, will never have children, will never have a family, a biological family. Jazz may still one day find love, then adopt, and that's all fine too. But I wonder what's going to happen to these people when they realize what was taken from them. Perhaps the hope is because they grew up and never experienced anything else, they can't understand what was taken from them. I don't I don't think that's true, though, because I think what's happening with this mass shooter with other people like this is that they're starting to realize what was taken from them. The way I described it yesterday before Tim Castell was abruptly taken down, and I think is an important point to be made. I want you to imagine it this way. An individual is young and they're told to sign up for social media if they want to fit in. You have to. And they do. And everyone they follow on social media, famous individuals, they all dress like Chef Boyardee. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The men and women are wearing big poofy chef's clothes, the chef hat. And they've got like a neckerchief and it's all white. The men are all dressed that way. The women are all dressed that way. Well, in order to fit in, you want to wear the same clothes as everybody else. I noted this because Ezra Levant yesterday, our guest, was wearing a suit. Now, why wear a suit? Why wear a suit jacket? Because it presents an image. At the same time, Hannah Claire Bremelow was wearing a leather jacket. Because it's clothing. You don't don't see people going out and wearing things you've never seen before. You don't see the average person deciding to dress like a clown. Because social issues play a role in how we choose to present ourselves. You know, I wear this shirt because I think it looks good. But looks good to who? To me? No, to other people. Maybe you don't think it looks good. Because it's not absolute, but we dress ways that are based on social norms. Now, imagine someone goes on social media and everyone is dressed like Chef Boyardee. To them, in their world, everyone dresses this way. They want to fit in too. So they start dressing that way as well. Then one day they go outside dressed like Chef Boyardee and they go to a restaurant and people are laughing at them and snickering and saying, is it Halloween? What are you doing? And they're like, I don't understand. I'm, I'm dressed the same way as everybody else, but no one is dressed this way right now. Why are they laughing at me? That's what's happening on a grand scale. These young people go on TikTok, they go on Instagram, and the only thing they see is they are inundated with gender ideology and the woke cult. Why? Because of the algorithms. But in the real world, people don't behave this way. So imagine another simple way to put it is if everyone online spoke pig Latin. And then you went outside to go buy a cheeseburger and you couldn't understand what was being said. It's causing severe mental distress. People are not understanding this. These young people are like, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do to fit in, but it's not working. I talked about this yesterday. 
There's this viral clip of a trans man, a biological female crying, saying, why are people misgendering me? Showing off mastectomy scars. I don't want to be called a lady. That's what the person says. And here's what I see happening. This individual was on social media and I went to the to the history, the past history of these social media posts, and it was a normal young woman, average young woman saying they had a crush on boys and making funny videos. And then all of a sudden their channel started to transform into non-binary, into then trans, similar to Dylan Mulvaney. And I thought to myself, why is this person crying? Why does this person expect other people to see the world they do? And there it is. I think TikTok is doing this. I think Twitter did it. I think Facebook did it. YouTube does it. Evil people run these companies. I, I do not give Jack Dorsey the benefit of the doubt. I believe when he was presented with a crisis, he said he would play ball. And so here's what happens. This normal young woman goes on to TikTok and the only thing she sees is LGBTQ, trans, etc. Inundated with it. Well, we want followers. We want likes. We want to fit in. We are social animals. So you can watch the transformation occur from a normal average young woman to a woman crying surgically uh, with breasts surgically removed, saying, why won't people call me a man? Because on the Internet, surrounded by the cult, which is a small percentage, you are in the echo chamber and you think this is what I have to do to fit in with society. It's almost like a grand social experiment, whether accidental or otherwise, where you surround people. Think about how cults work. They isolate you from everyone else. They keep you in the cult. And if you talk to people who have grown up in cults, I have, I don't have experience myself. It's really hard to break away because the world outside is so dramatically different. Think about prisons. There's that famous uh, scene in, I think it's the Green Mile, where the guy spends his whole life in prison and is finally paroled. And then he takes his own life because the outside world is so different. He doesn't know how to live. He doesn't know how to function or fit in. Everything about him is so different from everyone else. This is happening on social media. Young people are being siloed into an echo chamber. In the real world, when you walk outside and go to a gas station, someone's wearing a t-shirt and jeans. But on the internet, you craft your social circle and you're fed it by an algorithm. Everyone you follow and everyone around you is dressed a certain way with a certain haircut. Many have received double mastectomies. And that is normal. And that's what you have to do to fit in because fitting in means survival. Then you go outside and no one behaves that way. And you don't understand what's going on. I've done everything I'm supposed to, but why is everyone so different? It's the Daily Wire's fault. It's Christian's fault, right? That's what's going through these people's minds. And it's how we end up with this degree of extremism. George Takai, he tweets, in case it's not clear yet, the problem is the Republicans. And he posted this this morning. A psychotic individual went into a church and school and murdered nine, I'm sorry, uh, uh, murdered nine-year-olds, murdered three nine-year-old children and three faculty members. And George Takai thought it appropriate the following morning to say it's the Republicans' fault. 
What did they do? Oh, interesting. I see what he's saying. The Daily Wire said no. Michael Knowles said no. Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh said no. Many others did as well. Steven Crowder said no. I said no. And you see, that's the issue. Now, I don't consider myself a Republican. Probably be more interested in voting for the Mises Caucus, to be completely honest, but certainly not Democrats. So I'll take what I can get. George Takai is basically saying it's our fault. It's the Daily Wire's fault for standing up and saying no. Because if you just let the extremists win, they wouldn't have to do that, would they? I don't see how it's Republicans, stodgy, suit-wearing, run-of-the-mill dudes who did anything. Now, they'll try and, they'll try and lump in the far-right extremists with Republicans, but spare me. Republicans don't even fight. The Daily Wire is like the first iteration of conservatives standing up and doing anything activisty, getting laws passed in Tennessee to stop the mutilation of children. And George Takai is angry about it. It's your fault, he says. The problem is Republicans. How could that make any sense? Unless what he's saying is if the Republicans just did not fight back, they wouldn't have needed to do this. Insane. The problem is psychopaths and murderers. Dr. PMS says it is it showing trans uh, day of vengeance and a call to arms. So, no, it's not conservatives fault. And I don't think it's going to end here. Because we're not going to let these psychopathic individuals and these these big tech companies keep doing this. I don't know what the solution is. The restrict bill they're putting forward to ban TikTok is actually Patriot Act 2.0. Republicans voted for it. I think TikTok is a problem. I think Facebook and Twitter are problems. I think Jack Dorsey, I think the reason he's basically disappeared is because he knows he set fire to our house and then fled. And it's not just him. It's Facebook. It's all these people. They know they're burning the whole thing to the ground and they don't care. I think they don't care because, you know, they they profit off of it. And they'll get to live well and do whatever they want while everything else burns down around them and other people suffer. The billionaires ain't going to be suffering. But you'll be as the ideologies become more extreme and fighting escalates. And I think it will, because right now the activists are saying it's not they're actually the victims here. There's they're saying the shooter was a victim, not exaggerating. They're saying this shooter was the victim of the school and of these, these, these ideologies and of conservatives, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know how to navigate out of this. It's not so simple to say step back when people are doing things like this. We need law enforcement, and I think we need stronger government. I know it's funny all the libertarians are going to get angry. What I'm saying is we have laws on the books that aren't being enforced. Plain and simple, enforce them. There are many laws in the book that should not be enforced and shouldn't be laws at all. But for the time being, there shouldn't we shouldn't need to have a law banning sex changes for kids. It probably falls under dozens of statutes already. But our government is weak. Our politicians feckless and they let this happen. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. This is where we are. I hope people realize this is where we are. Professor suspended after saying it would be more admirable to kill racist speaker than protest. Now, I've been saying for a while, civil war, 
And for a period, there were people saying that I was crazy and that I was wrong. And I always tried to preface it like, look, man, I'm just reading the news. OK, I'm reading there's this this article five years ago saying the likelihood of a civil war in the next five years was 35 percent. And they said some national security experts put it as high as 90 percent. And the question is, why back in 2018 did they think that? Is because Proud Boys and Antifa were fighting in the streets. It's because Antifa was smashing up windows and torching vehicles. Street violence was escalating and it was political. I remember I had these conservatives being like, ah, you're crazy. It's never going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. Maybe, maybe not. I still don't know. I'm not a psychic. I can only tell you where we are. And where we are now is a professor suspended, literally telling his students to kill people. After everything that just happened yesterday, it's just it's just crazy. Here's the story. Stephen Shaviro, a professor in Wayne State University's English department, was suspended without pay after he made a Facebook post that encouraged people to kill their political opponents instead of merely protest them. This is how it always begins. Please just read about this stuff. Now, the American Civil War is very different. You have you have a bunch of states that are in a union. I mean, let me break this down. All right. In states, in, in countries where there is a single governing authority for, for, uh, uh, for the most part and cities, you know, I, I like to use Spain as an example. Imagine one state. OK, one state begins fighting. Who's the government? All right. The governor says this is our state. We're in charge. Does a mayor fight the governor? With the American Civil War, you had sovereign states and a weaker federal government. The states were their, uh, were effectively sovereign. So when a state said, we determine for ourselves, they decided to leave. It created a union conflict, a union of states fighting each other. There's that line in National Treasure where Nicolas Cage says, before this, uh, before the Civil War, people would say the United States are. And after the Civil, Civil War, people would say the United States is. Before the Civil War, the point being made was, I don't know if it's true, it's from a movie. But the idea being conveyed was that the states were individual. The United States are uh, a band of blah, 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 blah. Get the point. And afterwards, the U.S. just became the name of a single country under one governing authority. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So what we see here, I'm not going to read what this guy said. I'll give you, I'll, I'll, I'll paraphrase it. He says, I think it is far more admirable than calls for violence. Uh, call, as a, uh, more admiral to, and then he calls for violence, as opposed to shouting them down. He basically says, when right-wing groups invite speakers to campus, it is precisely because they want to provoke an incident that discredits the left and give more publicity and validation to these reprehensible views. Well, because this guy is a psychotic cult member, he believes this, or he's lying. When Michael Knowles speaks at a university, 
It's because they want their ideas represented among the student body, because universities are supposed to be places where people learn. But to the cult members, they're churches. And they're basically saying, you're coming into our church and bringing these ideas. To these far left extremists, Michael Knowles or, or Ben Shapiro or anybody else going to a university is an invasion into their safe ideological space. Whereas to a Ben Shapiro or conservative, it's bringing ideas to a learning place to share ideas. He continued, the protesters get blamed instead of the bigoted speaker. The university administration finds a perfect excuse to side publicly with the racist or phobes. The national international press have a field day saying the bigots are the ones being oppressed rather than the people those bigots actually hate being the victims of oppression. A screenshot of the professor's Twitter account, which is now private, uh, uh, which is set to private amid the scandal. Uh, uh, that's an incomplete sentence. A screenshot of Professor Stephen Tatir's Twitter account, comma, which is set to private amid the scandal. Uh, sentence fragment, New York Post, I guess. Shaviro was suspended by Wayne State University without pay after he suggested it would be preferable to kill someone who he deems racist than merely protest. Shaviro pointed to the assassination of Simon Petliura, an anti-Semitic Ukrainian politician, and his murderer subsequent acquittal as evidence the approach works. Wayne State President M. Roy Wilson released a statement condemning the post and announced the professor had been suspended without pay. Further, he said the university referred to the post, referred the post to law enforcement and authorities. Quote, we have on many occasions defended the right of free speech guaranteed by the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, but we feel this post far exceeds the bounds of reasonable or protected speech. It is at best morally reprehensible and at worst criminal. We have referred this to law enforcement agencies for further review and investigation. Pending their review, we have suspended the professor with pay. Effective immediately, he continued. While Shaviro has been condemned by many, he spent his academic career at the center of power rather than the fringes. MIT Press published two of his books. One of them as recently as 2021. Shaviro also holds a bachelor's, master's, and PhD from Yale. Earlier this month, there were two widely reported on cases of conservative speakers being shut down. The first was U.S. federal judge Kyle Duncan, who was appointed to the bench by President Trump. And the second was activist Charlie Kirk at UC Davis. Shaviro's comments come amid continued debate about free speech on cam- campus. Shaviro did not re- return a, resp- a request for comment. There was additionally another incident that Timcast News covered quite well with, I believe it was Michael Knowles and large crowds outside screaming Nazi, Nazi fascist, among other things. Look, man, I'd love to navigate out of this. I'd love to make sure there's no violence because you know what? You know what I enjoy? I enjoy hanging out the front with my friends. I love the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is like the best, best holiday ever. I normally don't like holidays, but the Super Bowl is good because it's always on a Sunday, which means I don't got to take work off. Nobody stops working. We get to have crab dip, chili dip, nachos, sour cream, hot sauce, wings, cheesy, cheesy sticks. And uh, this Super Bowl, we had the game on. People were hanging out. There was beers. There was partying. It is, it's, it's my favorite holiday. It's not a real holiday. It's just a cultural tradition. I want more of that. I want more of that. I want humans to do work. Focus on getting us to the stars and advancing humanity. And then to enjoy the weekends with their friends and family, having good food with a smile on their faces, get some exercise, get out there, do some good. These people don't want this. They want gluttony. 
They want short-term gains, gains. They want pleasure. They don't seek for anything. You take a look at the ideology, and they advocate for things like destroying technology because we're better off living in villages in the middle of the woods. But that's, that's regression. That's bringing us back to the Stone Age. We have come so far. Humanity as a body has learned so much. It's incredible. Now, I don't know what exists beyond humanity. I don't know exactly what this universe is or is supposed to be. Just that we're here and with our limited capacity for understanding, which is quite unfortunate. It's one of the most depressing things about existence. We've done tremendously well to understand the world around us and take control of it. I think that's fantastic. I think we have to be careful about pollution. We have to be careful not to disrupt the, the natural state for which we live because we rely on it. And I think people need to understand something. We are a part of this planet. We are not on it. We breathe the, the, the air, nitrogen, oxygen, carbon dioxide. We can't leave it. We only exist in this atmosphere. It's amazing. When we try to leave this atmosphere, we have to contain a portion of it so that we can exist in it. We have to take with us the thing that surrounds outside of our bodies. We are systems within this structure, not external from it. I see all of this. I see success and I see opportunity, terraforming other worlds, shaping them, Dyson spheres, interplanetary travel, interstellar colonization. That's the opportunity. That's where we need to go. I look at these people, deranged psychopaths, who want to stimulate the dopamine, and that's it. That's it. What's their plan? What's their hope? They don't have one. They don't have a vision of the future. They don't plan ahead. They simply want to feel good right now. And if you get in their way for any reason, they will destroy. It's a zombie horde. Zombie horde has no purpose, has no function, has no goal, simply to convert more and destroy more. And that's what we're seeing here. After everything that's happened, past, you know, just the other day to get a story like this, I should say is not surprising, but I hope you realize where we are headed. And I hope, I hope things get better, but I say that every time, don't I? I say every time, maybe it will all stop. Maybe it will get better, but Hey, Hey, it's only gotten worse. So you tell me, man, you tell me, I don't have the answers. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 6 PM on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. Oh, man, you want to talk about get woke, go broke? Ladies and gentlemen, Disney is going to be laying off 7,000 of its global staff this week. CEO Bob Iger announces after share price plunges 31% in a year following series of woke controversies. Get woke, go broke on steroids. Oh, man. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. CEO Bob Iger made the announcement Monday in a letter to his employees. Iger recently reinstated his CEO is working to save the company $5.5 billion. You know, I've been talking about how I need your help over at TimCast.com. Become a member. Sign up. We're doing huge things. We just put out a song. TrashHouseRecords.com. Buy it if you want to support our work. Hopefully we can sell, I don't know, 10K songs, smash on the billboard charts. And once again, get another song on the, on, on the charts. Show all these woke corporations, get woke, go broke. You ain't going to succeed. We're doing a bunch of other things. We are going to be building out our own chat app. It's happening right now. Because with your support as members, not only are we building community, 
When you, be, when you go to TimCast.com, be a member, you get access to our Discord server where you can hang out, ask questions, chat with staff members, and call in to TimCast IRL's uncensored nightly show. But we're now using that revenue to build our own version. And you know what my dream is? We're going to build our own chat app, community app, and then I want to get Crowder to use it, the Daily Wire to use it. I want to get Sticks to use it. I want to get everybody to use it. And then everyone can have these shared chat rooms and not worry about being banned when they want to share these ideas. Disney, on the other hand, they're laying people off. Now, look, I do not have $5.5 billion in revenue. I wish there's so much I could do. But um, we have signed up many more people. And even though ad rates are in real bad shape and these layoffs are kind of scary, Burger King's shutting down a bunch of stores. The Fed is losing money for the first time. And we're hearing rumors that uh, I shouldn't call rumors. I should just murmurs that the economy is going to implode. Maybe, but we will keep this ship assailing. And while all these companies are, are failing and struggling, we're actually doing better than ever because of you guys who support us. So I just felt really good with all the really bad news, with all the really bad news from the past couple of days, from the past day. And then I see this. Take a look at our financials. Take a look at the interactivity from our Discord server. The chat, the call-ins, membership numbers, ad rates, ad sales. I'm just like, we are doing better than ever at a time when the wokest of corporations are struggling, are failing, are panicking. Oh, man. It makes me feel good. I mean, maybe, look, maybe it's, it's, it's too early to do that. Maybe we won't be ever bigger than Disney, even with their layoffs. Maybe the economy is going to take such a bad hit. We actually end up losing a ton of money. For the time being, though, I just want to say, white pill moment, good news. We are doing better than ever. The Daily Wire's smashing through. Steven Crowder getting 2 million hits per night on Rumble. And I'm just like, this is going good. We are doing it. We are building up while they are burning down. Disney, I got a solution for you. Cut the woke garbage. Get back to American traditional values, meritocracy individuality, personal responsibility, and community all together. And it may seem paradoxical, paradoxical individuality with community. No, it's because we respect the individual's rights, but also the importance of working together with shared moral foundations. Start restoring that. And maybe you wouldn't have to lay people off because they specifically point out woke controversy. Here's the story. The cuts come out of the, the company reported profits of $23.51 billion, whew, which exceeded analysts' expectations. So, I mean, look, they're still, that's still good for them. As it faces controversy over previous CEO Bob Chapek's disastrous wading into the culture wars. In addition, the House of Mouse took a huge publicity blow as Ron DeSantis officially took control of Disney's Re- Reedy Creek Improvement District in his war with the corporate kingdom in a move that will give him the power to select the board and force them to pay $700 million in taxes and debts. Bravo, Ron DeSantis. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Sunshine, Sunshine State 
now has the power, excuse me, over the formerly self-governing tax-exempt district encompassing the entire Walt Disney World Resort, which was established in 1967. Disney loses self-governing status. And the reason they did is because they decided to start pushing politics. They decided that they would get directly involved in politics. And then the left said, and some conservatives and libertarians were like, you shouldn't do this. Take, take advantage. You shouldn't. The government shouldn't post. No, they should. If you want to play politics, we play politics back. If Disney said, listen, man, we are tax exempt. We don't get involved in politics. I would say, leave them alone. Nonprofit organizations, 501c3 organizations, are allowed to be tax exempt so long as they don't play politics. You want to play politics as a nonprofit? You're a 501c4. You are not tax exempt. If Disney wants to have a special tax exempt status, don't play politics. But you start and we take that from you. That's how it works. Disney loses self-governing status. The state of Florida is the new sheriff in town, he said at a press briefing Monday. Buckle up. There's a lot to get done. Amazing. That was DeSantis, I believe. The entertainment industry has undergone a retreat since its early euphoric embrace of video streaming. When established, media companies lost billions as they launched competitors to Netflix. They started to rein in spending when Netflix posted its first loss of subscribers in a decade in early 2022. Yeah, but guess what? Netflix just saw a rebound. Why? Many people believe that Netflix cut the woke garbage and they saw a recovery. There's a show. I want to tell you, Netflix needs to bring back. I don't know if they can. Maybe it's been too long. It's called The Order. It's like werewolves and vampires and witches or something like that. What is it? Witches and werewolves, I think. And the bad guy was a university professor communist. And I'm like, okay, that's the kind of politics I like in my show. And they canceled it. Maybe the problem is for people on the right. They don't celebrate when they win. They only they only complain when they lose. What I mean by that is I love I love talking about how great of a movie Captain America is. You want to show your kids a movie? Show them Captain America, the first Avenger. Make your kids watch that. And don't give me this. Oh, Marvel's so dumb. No, make them watch. You know why? It's a movie about a scrawny dude who's physically got physical ailments. He's flat footed. He's got weak joints. He's scrawny and short. And he tries to lie his way into the military so desperate to save his country, to serve his community, to save and help others. Patriotism. He loved his country so much. And there were people trying not to join. And he was like, I want to join. And he used fake names. And they kept saying, we know what you're doing. What you're doing is illegal. You cannot join. Then along comes the scientist who says, that is spirit. That is heart. This person is Captain America. And so then when they're, when they're talking about which, who's the guy who's going to be given the super soldier serum? You got Jack Nicholson's character. Or is, it Jack, no, it's, is it Jack Nicholson? No, 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 no. Tommy Lee. Sorry. Is it Tom, yeah, Tommy Lee Jones? I don't know. Whatever. Whatever his name is. He's like, we want strong men, not this scrawny boy character. And then he pulls a fake grenade and throws it. And then, of course, Steve Rogers, scrawny little dude, jumps on it. And then the scientist chuckles like, that is the character we want. So sure enough, this dude is chosen. And there's, there's an important message here. Often the message in this media is if you work really, really hard, you can succeed. But the message here was even if you aren't the best, the biggest, you can be the biggest of character and still do something great. Serving your country, fighting the evils of World War II. Now, my point here is that's Disney. Disney bought Marvel. That's a good thing. You take a look at Iron Man, 
The military industrial complex is bad selling weapons. This Tony Stark discovers that his weapons were being sold behind his back to the to the terrorists and to the countries. And he's like, we're double dealing. And he says, no, calling out corporate malfeasance. Think about what Iron Man represents. Here's this guy who's got everything, rich kid snooty. And he says, I would tank my company before I would, I would allow this to continue. Having everything to lose, he stood up for what was right. I love those films. That's the messages your kids got to see. But don't take it for granted. And that's Disney. They bought Marvel. See, then you get movies like Captain Marvel and everyone complains. You get these shows that don't make it because we need to say, that's the show we like. That's the show we want to share with our families. A show about a communist professor who's the villain. I'm like, that's, get your kids to watch that. Meanwhile, Disney is struggling. Let's make sure that we're not just complaining, that we are praising those who do a good job. If you make something that is good, whether you're Disney, Netflix, or otherwise, they get praise. They get credit. Netflix wants to do that weird cutie stuff. They get cancellations. You want to bring on Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan? We sign up. We have to give people a path toward the light. If a person does something bad and you say, you're bad, that's wrong. What's the right thing to do? If that person later does something good and you say, I don't care if you do good things, you're a bad person. Then they'll say, if I have only one path to walk, what's the point of walking towards you? You have to tell those people, you know what? You did bad in the past. But if you did this good thing, I respect it. Please keep doing more good thing. And then what that person will find is I get rewarded when I do the good thing. Why would I want to do the bad thing? That's the important point in all of this. So Disney, get woke, go broke. I ain't going to cry about it. I will, I will celebrate the good things they've done, but I'm not going to play games. You want to play this woke garbage and keep making more woke garbage? I canceled my subscription a year ago because of the Uyghur Muslim thing. Come out and apologize for that. I might consider signing back up. In the meantime, I'll tell you this. We're working hard behind the scenes to do a lot. We've got big announcements on the coffee company that's been in the works for the past few months coming up, hopefully today. We've got the new community discord. We've launched the Elite Club, the Timcast Elite Club. 100 bucks a month. I know a lot of you said, I'm not spending money on that. You don't have to. Don't do it if you don't want it. But for those that are in it, we're going to get access to are going to get access to early releases, beta testing, the video games we're programming. We're going to let them in on all, all of the behind the scenes projects and do meetups. And then in a few months, when we launch the cafe, which is currently underway right now, plans are being drawn up. Third floor elite club members, physical location. It is going to be probably a net loss for us in the long run. And that's the important thing. When people are like, 100 bucks for this. When we have a fully stocked third floor private club with video games, hangout space, and it's only 100 bucks a month, we will probably lose money. You look at these other social clubs in New York, they're tens of thousands of dollars to be members per year because you've got to pay for staff, you've got to pay for food. Hopefully we'll break even on it. Hopefully we'll just break even. Maybe we'll lose money. But this is more important building a community space where people can come together. Let's say you're somebody who's got a great idea and you don't know how to implement it. You join that club, you're hanging out with other like-minded individuals, you're building things, you're working on things. And we're, we want to use those resources from the memberships to maintain and build this space. And it probably won't make us money. For the time being, it is great. We have a few dozen members. Once we reinvest this into the physical space, we'll probably lose on it. But the company as a whole, will be, will be benefit, we will benefit from it. And my view on all of this stuff is more activist than anything. 
I want to build up this company because I want to change the world for the better. I want people to be responsible. I want them to be smart. I want them to be stable. I want them to have families. I want them to be good people of good moral standing. That's the reward at the end of the day. I don't care about a mega yacht. Let's do this. This is good news. Next segment's coming up in a few minutes. Stick around and I'll see you all then. So they got this new TV show. It's, um, what is it called? It's called like Brother Husband or something like that. It should be called The Pain of the Cuck. Call it that titled Pain of the Cuck. Here's the headline. Meet the couple who opened their 11-year marriage to a divorced father so they could grow emotionally and sexually. And here's an image of a woman holding hands with this man on the left and has her arm around this guy. Yo, this dude's got to be dead inside. I'm sorry, man. I'm going to say it outright. There is no circumstance where I would ever be party to this. I'm fairly libertarian, right? I always say that. And my attitude is always, look, man, I guess you're going to do your thing. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If I was in a relationship where something like this is happening, I'd say, go be happy. This don't work for me. And if it don't work for me, I ain't going to stick around. So if we're not working anymore, you go do your thing. Unfortunately for me, I think uh, I'm doing pretty well in that department. I don't have to worry about anything like this. But I got to tell you, my advice to this guy, I don't know how you do this to yourself. I think you just say, lady, been married for 11 years. You ask for an open marriage. It's done. Anybody comes to me at any point ever and says they want to have an open relationship. I say, "Okay, pack your bags because we're not doing this. You're clearly not happy. You clearly need something else. And simply asking is enough for me to say it's over. Take a look at this. Kim, 37, and Dustin, 42, have been married for 11 years and opened up their marriage last year. On Seeking Brother Husband, they showed their relationship with Vincent, who dates Kim, but not Dustin. Wait, what? So, so hold on. She's dating some other guy, but not her own husband. What does that mean? Does it like they said opening up their relationship has been challenging, mainly because others judge them? Yeah, you bet. Look, if this guy's happy, all right, fine. More power to you. I'm just speaking from my personal view. I don't want to, to do that. Right? I, I wouldn't do it. Sorry. I view it like this. Imagine you started a company that makes uh, knitted scarves and you started with a business partner and your partner is the person who makes the scarves and you handle all the business stuff. And then one day they say, look, I think we should open up the company to a third party person, bring them in because they'll make my job easier. You got to be like, okay, well, no, I'm not giving up my equity for this. Okay. I just, I just don't see how that works. You want to sell a portion of it? This guy doesn't get anything for this. It's just, he's just losing his wife. Here's what it says. Kim loves Dustin, her husband, and Vincent, her boyfriend. And that's exactly why she wants to find another partner. Oh, a year ago, Kim and Dustin decided to open up their marriage, specifically in search for another man. When Kim fell in love with Vincent, whom she met through a mutual friend, they, along with her husband, decided to become a family unit. Their grade school age children play together and Dustin and Vincent be have become friends. Kim has a sexual relationship with both men. Their story is featured on TLC series Seeking Brother Husband, where married women seek to date and marry men in addition to their first husbands. On the show, partners grapple with jealousy, confused and unsupportive family members, and lots of uncomfortable conversations about polyamory. Oh, here, let's, let's, let's play it. Let's, let's play it. Polyandry is the practice of one woman having multiple husbands 
I was watching my partner fall for another man right before my eyes. To see me holding hands with somebody else or like kissing someone else, you don't think that would be hard? It wouldn't be easy. To do this lifestyle successfully, you have to be willing to go outside of your old comfort zones. You're okay with her sleeping with other men? Most of the time. I wish I could be everything that you need, um, but I can't. I didn't think I was going to be uh, swapped out. And I don't feel like it's a swap out. Well, that's because you're not getting swapped out. I'm just not having a good time right now. <laughs> well, you don't you deserve to. You're married. How can you go out with another person? Seeking brother husband. Sundays on TLC. Oh, man. New show alert. These ladies are living the plural life, polyandry style, a.k.a. multiple husbands. All right. Look, I'm not going to come here and be like, you're not a man if you're letting this lady do these things, you know, whatever. I don't care, dude. I don't care. I think it's bad. I think you will be unhappy. I do not believe people be can be happy in these circumstances. I really don't. I really, really don't. I think they're lying. I think that any guy, you see, you, it's funny. Um, you see these images where it's like, we're a poly, uh, polycule unit. And it's always some like morbidly obese woman with like five low T effeminate men. Look, man, maybe they're happy. I don't care. Me? That doesn't work for me. I have goals. I have a vision. I have needs. I have wants. And there are things that I'm willing to give in exchange for that. I have emotions and I care about people. And uh, man, look, I didn't grow up in some conservative religious household. Briefly went to Catholic school, but it was a fairly urban liberal version. Like, it's like urban liberal version of conservative, which is basically still just urban liberal. Hanging out with a bunch of friends and people are doing whatever they want. And there's a lot of drugs and it's like, it's pretty wild. But I still believe in loyalty and relationships because they serve a purpose. What is the purpose of this? They're not having kids. They don't need the financial assistance. It's just gluttony. It is pure lust and gluttony. It serves no other purpose. And then I think is one of the defining factors in the culture war. Those who seek to accomplish something and build something and those who just want instant gratification. They want to feel good. They want the dopamine. hit. Ooh, they want it now. Me, I'm kind of like these things serve a purpose. We have purpose. We have goals. We find fulfillment in each other. We have a shared mission. We enjoy each other's company and we want to be somewhere in the future. And uh, and we work towards it together. It's a contract. It's an exchange. And it's not just, you know, here, here's what I think, too. I think marriage is absolutely a contractual arrangement, much like a business. And I think a lot of people don't understand this. It is not just an emotional thing. And businesses are not just a contractual thing. I am very emotionally invested in my business and the work that I do. I care deeply about the work that I do. I'm emotionally moved by the work that I do. I am attached to it. I have passion for it. I have a love for it. It's not the same as romantic love. Ian on Timcast IRL likes to talk about the different kinds of love. But it's funny because it's like working a business and working a job, there is an emotional attachment to that, the same as an emotional attachment to a significant other, a loved one. And there is a contractual agreement. When you swear an oath till death do you part, when, when you combine your assets and resources, you are forming a pact to build something together, same as if you had a business partner. The emotions are different, but the emotions are all still there. This is like... 
I don't know, the communism of of relationships that these individuals think they can just have it all. But clearly people are being hurt by it. They say Insider caught up with Kim and Dustin, who said they're nervous but excited about being on the TLC series because they haven't haven't publicly shared their open relationship. We've always worn our hearts on our sleeves. So we were like, hey, let's do this thing. She said she hopes that showing her authentic relationships can help others who are considering non-monogamous relationships. And fine, if that's what, if that's what makes them happy, like, hey, don't let me stand in your way. I just don't think that's a good thing. From the time Kim and Dustin started dating in their 20s, they were comfortable talking about attraction and how it can exist outside of marriage. When Kim would point at another man she found hot, or Dustin did the same with a woman, neither grew resentful because they were confident in their connection to each other. Still, they didn't discuss opening their marriage until the 10-year mark. If you'd have told me early on in our relationship that we would be here, I would have a hard time believing it. Dustin said he and Kim have always been invested in each other's individual spiritual growth, which to them includes sexual and emotional growth. Taking a leap into an open relationship felt like a way to expand the experience. Kim said opening up their relationship made their already great sex life even more lively. So what? Is this dude like watching and like getting off on it or something? Feeling safe, expressing our sensuality, blah, blah, blah. Kim wants to date more men, but Vincent is concerned it will hurt their relationship. I love this. So the boyfriend is like, I don't want you dating anybody else. And she's like, but I'm married. He's like, well, okay, but nobody else. When Kim met Vincent a year ago, she said they had an immediate connection. On the show, Vincent, who was 36, said he met Kim after struggling with shame over two failed marriages. She saw the best in him when he couldn't. So here's a guy whose marriage has failed. And so he's just going to make this marriage fail. They started the relationship with Vincent. He's intense, overwhelming, blah, blah, blah. Their long-held religious guilt. Kim said she grew up in an evangelical Christian community and was taught it was shameful to be with more than one partner. During the first episode, Vincent and Dustin both say they unexpectedly formed a close non-sexual bond over their genuine love for Kim. Dustin said he's open to Kim adding even more partners. Wow. Currently, Kim and Dustin have a home where they raise their seven-year-old son, while Vincent lives alone and has children from a previous marriage. Vincent said... He felt himself starting to withdraw from the relationship because he felt unsure about Kim dating outside of him and <laughs> since he already has trouble with being the second male partner. My biggest hang up is accepting where I fit into this dynamic. What are brother husbands? Oh, man. So they're saying they had a show called Sister Wives, premiered September 2010. It's about the Mormon religion. Seeking brother husband is not rooted in religious beliefs. On the show, not all the men are legally married to their female partners. That's because bigamy is already, you know, it's, it's, it's a federal crime. Wow, interesting. During the first episode of Seeking Brother Husband, the focus is on Kim dating other partners, but Kim said she's open to Dustin dating other women, as he has in the past. We've always been an equal partner, blah, 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 blah. I just kind of feel like if you're at this point, you're not really married. It's not what marriage is. And what, what we're seeing with dating culture is that uh, and with with uh, with marriage and no fault divorce, there's almost no point to it. Marriage is a life pact. If you want to date, date. If you want to get married, it's something else. But now with no fault divorce, you're not even really married. You're just dating. And that's that's what we see a lot of. This, I think, is just the continual degradation of the family unit. And when the family unit crumbles and collapses, I think society goes along with it. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.